so Prodigy, uh, a show which we definitely didn't acquire illegally when we were <laughs> having to do an episode about it um, last year for the people who are hearing this when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Even though we are recording this on the final day of, of 2023. That has found a new home. It is on Netflix now. Interesting. Which was where, like, all of Star Trek used to be on Netflix. Yes. Like, I think when we started it, we were still watching it on, or at least I was still watching it on Netflix. Yeah, even when even when CBS Access started, it was, like, in both places. I, I remember yeah. when, it, when it left, because I remember it was more annoying to get screenshots off of CBS Access than it was. Sure. Because it's a terrible app. Yes. As as we've discussed, I think pretty recently. Yes, Paramount Paramount Piss. Yeah, and I think it was kind of like not all like there was a while where some of them were still and some of them were not. Like I think if I remember right, like the animated series was one of the first ones that wasn't on Netflix, and then like I, and presumably it just all had to do with like the length of contracts they had signed and when they signed them. But yeah, I think like you could get like the next generation, but not the original series or something like that on Netflix yeah. for a, like a little while, and then it just yeah it just all went over to to Paramount. Yeah. So yeah, Paramount pulled um, Prodigy off the, the its platform this summer. I don't. I, I guess just because they were like, I don't know. That's the thing that all of the streaming services are doing now is they're really culling. Now yeah. that they're like, well, we can't just like keep all the stuff up here forever. Like, and it's it seems like Netflix is like the only. I was reading like it's like the only streaming service that actually didn't lose huge sums of money in twenty twenty three. Sure. So I don't know. It just feels like we're going to just. It's cable is going to be happening again here. I think soon, basically, yeah, like with, something. We're, we're gonna have some buyouts, and I think I think actually Paramount is like shopping itself like to different places, which I think is which is crazy because Paramount's like huge. But anyway, yeah, it's like one of the main like studios. Yeah, so. we actually just did a weird thing where because because we have I forget how it worked out because we have Disney Plus, and I think there was a thing yeah. where like if you upgrade to like whatever the Disney Plus Plus Premium Silver what Edition or whatever. Oh, like, Disney Plus with Hulu or whatever? Yeah. Apparently they're running an offer where, like, if you do that, you get, like, a certain number of months of... Or, like, you get a discount on a certain number of months of Walmart Plus, or maybe you just get it. And if <laughs> you have... And apparently, like, Walmart Plus has bundled with Paramount Plus. Mm. So we actually are, like, getting, like, for the next six months or whatever we're getting paramount plus cheaper just by getting disney plus which is not which is not <laughs> which they're not, not what anyone intended but <sighs> did you i just you've read jennifer government right weren't you the one who told me about jennifer government um i can't remember if i've finished i i read i read some of his books i read syrup that we're talking about what's okay. his name max something i forget his name barry uh, maybe what is it is barry his last name i think so yeah max barry yeah. I, I know at least I started reading Jennifer Government, but I can't remember now. Okay. Yeah, Max Berry is his name. Um, but yeah, because it, it does feel weirdly prescient because, like, that one comes down to a, like, a war between basically two... I think in that one they're, like, airline, like, miles rewards programs mm-hmm. that have, like, each of them has essentially, like, bought out all of, like, the businesses there are to become, yeah. like, this major, like, program. And then they start... I think they start, like, a physical war where they're, like, shooting cannons at each other off of, like, the tops of skyscrapers. But... Yeah. Um, 
I, I like I like I mean that stuff. It's it's very broad, but I like that kind of thing. It reminds me of um, yeah. in uh, what movie? It's like in Demolition Man. They mention like the fast food war or the franchise wars. Uh huh. And in, in that world, like only Taco Bell, like is the, is the only fast food restaurant <laughs> left that That's exists. Right. That's, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, so Netflix picked up. Say. Prodigy. Netflix picked up Prodigy because um, because Paramount was like we're you're, we're grooming from service, but you can finish season two. You already work on season two. You can finish it. Try to shop it around. I it's so weird. I don't know. Like it just it doesn't seem like it makes like it's like can it really have been costing them that much to host those episodes? Like people liked them. They were being like watched. How much server like, space did it really take up? Yeah, it just feels like such a a bad like branding thing where it's like. Why do if, why does anyone even watch Paramount Plus? It's like Paramount Plus exists so you could watch Star Trek on it, basically. You know, like 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 or like if you're really into yeah. like The Good Wife, you know. Yeah, and then I like guess they they advertise it to me like five times every time I am watching Star Trek, and I still don't know anything else that's on Paramount Plus. Well, I think, I think Nickelodeon shows are on there too. So I think if you're if you uh, are a kid okay. and you like watching like SpongeBob like or or yeah. I just I know I just sounded so old when I said that, but. <laughs> I don't know whatever's on there now. I say SpongeBob right. actually because they—that is they mostly what like they advertise. They advertise SpongeBob and yeah. Dora the Explorer all the time. Yeah. On, like when you go to like their main page, and then they, yeah, like Good the Good Wife, and it's like otherwise it's like it's a bunch of CBS shows. Like the people who watch CBS shows still watch them on TV because yeah. they're old. You know, like it's, yeah, it's it's the Star Trek service. So it just seems like a weird bad PR thing. But anyway, for whatever, I don't really understand like how that stuff works. But Prodigy now on. Netflix and season two is coming. So was is season two going to go be like a Netflix exclusive, or is it going to go to Paramount yes. Plus first? Yeah, it's is a Netflix it still going to air on yeah. Nickelodeon. Uh, it's that I don't know actually. Like, um, let's see. I'm looking to see because season one there was a weird thing with it, right? Where it's originally supposed to be just like just air on Nickelodeon and then go to Paramount Plus after. Yeah. Right, and then instead they just put it up on Paramount Plus first, or yeah. I actually don't. Really I don't think it is going to. Ne- I, I don't think it is going to Nickelodeon. I think it's just going to be on really? Netflix. Yeah, yeah. we'll bad. see though. I guess it makes kind of some sense for Netflix to own this because I, apparently the people who make the show, like the showrunners, have another animated show called Troll Hunters that is on Netflix that was pretty hmm. popular. So okay. maybe they wanted to. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's just odd, uh, especially because it's like you could you could in some ways consider Prodigy to be like a spinoff of Voyager, you know. Um, but yeah. anyway, who could understand that stuff? They're all paid way more money than we are to be riotously unsuccessful, you know. To like, <laughs> right. uh, so who can say? All right. Well, I don't know where my kazoo is right now, and I forgot to look before we started, so I'm just gonna just gonna wing it. Hi everybody, welcome to Out of Contracts, the show where two guys who have seen part of Star Trek try to watch all of it in no particular order. I'm Ryan Howard. And I'm Brady Jungle. And today we are talking about Shockwave Part 2. Excuse me. It is Season 2, Episode 1 of Star Trek Enterprise. A show we were just talking about off, off mic was... Uh, is the show we have watched the highest percentage of uh, in our in our watches, not counting like short treks, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, so this episode was directed by Alan Croker. I've heard that name before. I think he's a common 
director. And it was written by the notorious two themselves, Rick Berman and Brandon Braga. The uh, memory alpha synopsis is, as the Suliban take the crew hostage, Archer disappears off the ship. Uh, that actually happens, I think, before yeah, the episode that, that we watched. But um, while stuck on the th- in the 31st century, Archer and Daniels work to find a way to get back to Enterprise and repair the timeline. Season premiere. I feel like that synopsis has the same energy as the episode itself did to me, which is basically like if you didn't watch possibly all of season one and at the very least the end of season one, like we're, we're not going to really like try to help you at all. Yeah. Alan Croker, by the way, has directed 38 episodes. He directed oh, wow. the series finale of DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. Interesting. Yeah. I would imagine he's got to be, He's. I bet you he's probably like number two or three uh, of like most episodes directed. Most episodes directed, yeah. I can't remember the other guy's name yeah, now who's like the main guy, but I know, I know we've talked We've talked about him. David Livingston did a bunch, Livingston? Right? Or how? Was, yeah, Livingston, I was, yeah, I think. He was a director, right? Or he wasn't, was he a writer? Yes, 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 he was. Okay. I think that's who it is. So this episode I thought was, yeah, you said it, it really, it's, it's, it does not do very much to orient to you. Yeah, which I feel like, again, like, I, and I, I, I thought this and then, like, kind of stopped to think about it, but I feel like if you're, like, especially for, like, your second season of a show, you would want your season premiere to be kind of something that, like, people could jump on at, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially if you're a show that I, like, assume was kind of already sort of struggling in season one, like, you're, you're trying to gain viewers at this point i don't know mm-hmm. I, I i would just be, would want it to be a little more like approachable i feel like which again i guess like you left the season in like the first part of a two-parter right like i guess you could say like you know best of both worlds part two doesn't really do much to like yeah but know, that's the third season though like that yeah like that's that that's the end of the third season like they're and, and that show is a is a hit by that point you know yeah I don't know. I have no idea actually how the ratings were for the first season of the show. I will say this, and we've talked about this before, that like Enterprise is the is the Bush era Star Trek. <laughs> and, yeah. and even though obviously like it feels very post nine eleven, even though like it started production before nine eleven. But obviously by this point, this is post nine eleven. And I will say that Lee <laughs> the the future parts of this felt very like nine eleven e. Sure, uh, I, yeah. I don't know if you felt that way at all. But I, just I like didn't... seeing all those like, it was basically like they they like we went to the future and the terrorists won. You know, like it's yeah. kind of how it felt like. There was never a federation. Yeah, yeah, but uh-huh. yeah, it also I feel like very much had that like early two thousands energy of like acting sexy while still being like. Yeah. family friendly enough to be push put on television it well yeah like it's it's a it's a very, very now. yeah it's very like prudish sexual which yeah. i feel like is like, like we showed someone's back yeah. aren't you titillated we had someone covering her boobs with her hands yeah i mean that that feels very like prudish sexual feels very brown and braga stock and trade to me you know having seen like the yeah the sexy sexy orion sisters episode and and things like that sure which he also wrote so anyway you want to take us in yeah sure so again like i guess this 
the synopsis kind of does summarize like the amount of background they give you, which is basically like at the end, like some time shenanigans happened and Archer is like stuck a thousand years in the future. Well, so I, we've, we've seen before we've temporal, seen Daniels. temporal Asian Daniels who they yeah. do not call him by name in this. Like they'd mentioned him, but like they never, no one, I don't, I don't think anyone says, says Daniels to him. So I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Daniels, but um, yeah, I, think, I don't like, think anyone addresses him back as in the present. They like talk, like to Paul keeps talking about him. Because she's, because she keeps saying that like Archer thought that Daniels was still alive and was from the future. Yeah. And but yeah, I don't think Archer ever calls him Daniels. So Daniels, who in this episode for whatever reason really struck me as looking like Mark Zuckerberg, as I texted you. Yeah, um, you did. He's got a Mark Zuckerberg haircut. Uh, yeah, big time. He's also got this weird, like apparently this is just what people wear in the future. Like, I, I'm trying to think of how it's to like describe a, his like costume. <laughs> It's like if it's like if the Mich- the Michelin man's outfit was like dyed black and like kind of like had like a sexy cut. Yeah, sort sure. of. Like it's yeah. it's like a very skin tight It's like tight Michelin fit, man but outfit. Yeah, but it's got like just these like ridges all along it and it's just all black. Yeah. Which yeah, I guess is is future. But yeah, him and Archer are in this like kind of wasteland future. And it and he I it it makes it sound like he brought Archer there. Like, he was like, yes. I have to fix the... T-. Like, you know, he thought that in order to, like, fix the timelines or something, he was going to, like, kidnap Archer and take him to the future. Or, like, but now the, the time portals are broken. He and, was trying as, to, like, I think as is our want, we will refuse to find out what they actually happened. Like, we'll we'll, yeah. we'll figure that out in a few years or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It, it was one of the, At least when it started, I was... It, it kind of did the same thing Enterprise always does, where it's just, like, I kind of wanted to watch Enterprise just because, like... I'm interested in, like, what happened. Like, I think there's interesting ideas in the kind of overall story. Yeah. Like, themes with, like, the, like, this kind of temporal war and stuff like that. But Yeah. I I suspect I will start watching Enterprise this year because I I think we are, Kim and I are really, truly almost done with Voyager. Voyager, yeah. It's taken us forever because we've just watched so many movies now. Like, this made me, like, when it started, I, like, thought of, like, maybe I'll just, like, skip ahead, like, come back to Deep Space Nine later and, like, just go and watch Enterprise. But then as the episode went on, I remembered why I haven't ever gone and watched Enterprise, which is yeah. just, like, not that good of a show. But, yeah, I, I do I do think I will... Because we were going to finish, and then I was talking to Kim about it, and I was like, do you even want to watch this? Uh-huh. And she was like, I don't know, like, in theory, but, like, not not at the, the, the slow rate we've been going. She's like, I don't think I would even remember very much... Yeah. About like the plot, so I think I'll probably once, once we finish watching Voyager, I'll probably just like you know when I'm working and I don't need to pay a ton, ton of attention to what I'm doing, like yeah. throw throw on an episode or two, because yeah. um, I it is like the last basically the last Star Trek I have not watched, you know. So I'm yeah, I think you'll I will definitely watch it. Um, it's it's on my list. Yeah, but yeah, he he you know he's he did something, but yeah. the time portals are broken. Yeah, and, and like he changed like by it's basically what he figures out is that by like removing Archer, he changed the past so that now like there's never been a federation, and so like yeah, basically like everything was terrible, and Earth is like this desolate place, and because because <laughs> they're in, I don't even know if they ever say what like, I I are they in San Francisco? Uh, that's a good question. They're in. 
yeah, they're in like some city on Earth, and because he Daniels is like, oh no, the monument's gone, and Archer's like, what are you talking about? And he was like, there's a monument here, and all I could think of was just like, it was like the Lincoln Monument, but with an ape head. Um, yeah, <laughs> like it's, it, it just had that energy to me. But yeah, but it, there was this like basically figures out that like the Federation never existed, and he's. And Archer doesn't know what that is. Well, right, because well, the Federation didn't exist in his time. Because like that's the thing. Right. They actually they basically say that like they're basically like we have Back to the Future rules where we're like we remember everything that happened. Yeah. In the timeline, but but like the Federation doesn't exist in at the time of Enterprise. There's only Starfleet because right. the Federation right. forms I think toward the end of. I think of it does yeah I think that might be how yeah. So he's like, I don't know what that is. Between Earth and the Vulcans and the the Andori Tellarites. I I will say I I found Scott Bakula's performance to be pretty fun in this episode because he seems kind of just as annoyed at like the weird weird vagueness of of Daniels as I was, where he's just like, because like Daniels keeps on walking around and being like, the monument's gone, or like, yeah. There's books in this library, and, and, and like, yeah. it's, like he's like, "There's not supposed to be books here." And like, uh, Macklin just looks at him and he's like, "Well, there are." So let's just <laughs> look let's start reading them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel's is, like the whole time is just saying these like super vague like, but it's different now. Yeah, but that means, and then he like trails off, and Archer's like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, yeah. Archer is so angry the whole time. It's yeah, it's like I. It, I, I thought Bakula was maybe like overdoing it a little bit, but but it, it, at the same time, it does kind of feel appropriate, all things considered. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like it because like this this Enterprise to me is the feeling of a show that is constantly both under and overdoing it. But I'd I'd rather they overdo sure. it than underdo it. If that makes That's sense. That's fair. Yeah. So yeah. So they're for a while just kind of like trudging around trying to figure out like how they changed the past or like if there's any way to get back. And then meanwhile in the present i guess like the enterprise has been taken over has been like captured by the sulaban who are basically like the kind of main bad guys of this whole like temporal cold war and they're looking for like they're like they're this is the same like main guy that's been in like like the other episode with daniels and stuff right yeah and are there and they're, they're working they're all for so like they're so like featureless and indistinguishable to me. I kind of like, like their look, though. I don't know. I, I, think I like is... the look of like the skin. Like I think it's a cool effect, but at the same time, it makes them like it's it's this weird thing where like like the that the skin itself is like a very cool effect that I like, but it, then it makes like them as individuals completely like just have no other recognizable features to me. Brady, you can't say all Sulaban look the same to me. It's not. <laughs> I you know I not to be <laughs> racist, but. I just, I just want to touch their skin. That's all. <laughs> Is it okay if I touch uh, your skin? That got, that got me. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, th- this, this guy, I believe, is the guy that, like, that, that, like, the guy when the weird doing the weird pose and timelines. I think that's, that's this character. But the, the Suleiman, though, um, they are working for mysterious figure right yeah they're a mysterious figure who is who is like a guy who's always seeing shadow who is from the future this also yeah. i said i texted you it makes you maybe want to watch tenet have you seen tenet yet i still haven't seen it no oh man 
Ted is not a movie for everyone. I love that movie. But like that movie is basically about how there are people in the future who start a war with the past by like sending stuff back in time. But like they don't have a time machine. They have like a basically like a, a, a box of some sort that can like reverse the flow of something and through time. So you can, so if you put something in the box, it will travel back in time at like the same rate that it would travel forward in time. Usually if that makes hmm. sense, it's very strange. Like it just but, like um, happens backwards type of thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good, good movie. A lot of people hate it, but I think it's great, but that's what it reminded me of. Cause they're, they're like, he's like the, 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 the mysterious figure can't, doesn't have a time machine, but he has a, time yeah, communications just... device that he is basically using to to do time crimes in the past yeah like using he just the gives commands as the... to the suliban and and yeah. so he's told them to like that they have to either like capture archer or kill archer like he's he sent them after archer and so yep. they're on enterprise and they're just like we need like desperate to like find archer and archer's not there and it seems like like no one in Enterprise really knows where he is. It, yeah, or at least they're saying that right. They're like he like walked into a. Turbo no, I don't think lift. any of them do know where they are. Yeah, I, I, I think they think... like from what they saw, he like went into a turbo lift and never came out. Basically, yeah, he went into the cigarette turbo turbo lift and yeah, that's never right. came back. <laughs> Our captain went out to get cigarettes. Yeah, and so they like they torture to Paul to try to like get her to tell where he is, and she doesn't know. And that that scene, I thought. It was one of those things where that just again is such an enterprise thing where like sometimes they have such cool props and other times they have like a conference room with two folding chairs and like one yeah. computer. <laughs> Cuz like the like whatever this thing that they're like torturing with it's this like big squarish kind of collar yeah around her. But it has these like tubes going in and out of it that you can see actual like liquid flowing through them, which I thought was just such a neat little like effect. Yeah, although it is it is funny because I'm just like it doesn't really I don't I still don't really understand like how she's being tortured. It just looks like she has a thing on her neck, you know. Yeah, it's because it's not connected to her at all. It's just sort of like hanging loosely around her neck. But yeah, I thought like just the like little detail of like. They went to the trouble of creating these like little pumps to run like bubbles through it. Yeah. Is yeah, I feel like like the props department like did some cool stuff cuz I think there's been other ones where like they've had like a cool gun or like a like like I remember being super impressed by the the Andorian antenna. Yes, the Andorian antenna is like, great. That's the classic. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you so, think of the weird um like MIDI keyboard that the that is the time device. <laughs> I'd have to look it. I just remember it being like a, like a big like thing with a circle on. It. I forget what exactly it looked like. It looks yeah. It looks like a. It looks like a little like a miniature like MIDI keyboard. Okay. This the the time portal that they. Yeah, I did um, enjoy so like just kind of like banging on it because he's like I don't know how to work it, but he just starts like randomly like hitting buttons and hoping that yeah. it's gonna. Um, but yeah, so then there's basically like all of the enterprise crew are kind of like locked in their own rooms but tucker figures out a way to like activate the like the the intercoms basically yes which this is another thing that i thought was like this is a cool idea and i feel like i would like it except it they didn't do anything cool with it cuz there's a, there's a, a bit where like all of them are trapped in their own rooms and they're like 
using these intercoms to like talk to each other and so it keeps cutting from one to the other as they're talking and they're essentially like planning and figuring out this plan to um to like escape or to take back over the ship yeah even though they're all like separate from each other and i'm like that that would be such a cool idea for an episode is right is like everyone like can only do like a you know kind of what they can do from their room but they're all having to work together and like that part i thought was was cool but it made up so little of the episode because so much was like archer kind of trudging around the future and right. being like why is it gone so yeah like speaking so be speaking of that like so they go to this library and daniels is like we, this library there's not gonna be a point in going here because everything is digital yeah they get there it's all books because apparently that's you know print print has survived in this dystopian version of the future this this also I I don't think this is probably a reference for you but like this this just reminded me a lot of uh, Zardoz you, you've never seen Zardoz have you I I'm aware of what it is but I haven't seen it. I've seen like the the one picture of Sean Con that's the Sean Connery and the- yes Sean Connery wearing that weird space diaper thing yeah, yes that's that's all I've seen of Zardoz Zardoz is an insane movie it, totally worth watching if you if you want to see something that's just like completely ridiculous but sure. um, but there is a scene where he basically figures out that like the world he's been living in is a lie because he goes to this old dusty library and finds a copy of the Wizard of Oz and then under- figures out that like oh Zardoz yeah, is like Zardoz, Wizard but... of Oz like that's, um, that's some original series stuff right there yeah um, uh... pretty good uh, like like a, a a a good a good very like funny reveal but th- this th- this was very Zardoz so he looked sure. but they go and they what do they what do they use the books to figure out? I'm trying to remember now. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Well, no, I think they must like because then they do figure something then... out in the library. Not because I, I swear I paid attention to this too. It's, it's not. <laughs> let's see. Um, I think I don't think they do because they're just they're just sitting in the library talking, and then and then Archer's like, well. How oh, do we... they, so they look. They look in the history books. That's what it is. And, and, and oh, so, so they figure out like out... what the point that cha- things changed was. Yes, 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 yes. And Which then... again, like, it, it doesn't seem like it would be hard to figure out, right? If it's just like, I kidnapped Archer from the past. Things are different now. Maybe the point things changed was when Archer left. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that you would need to like read a bunch of history to figure that out. But they figure that out, and so they just. Dis- like basically Daniels figures out kind of like the same thing you were saying about the mysterious figure is just that like we can't time travel from here but we do we can like like it's easier to send a message to the past so he he like is like well if we can kind of jury rig your communicator we can send a message to communicate to your crew so they get a message back to to Paul right I think Archer talks to to Paul um, well, this is this is. Well, I, I will say first of all, also, I, I think we've discussed they they probably have discussed in the show previously that like they can only talk back, like like the 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 the, the mysterious figure can only talk talk back instead of of forward. But but I was like the way that they're like, oh, but I actually could use your communicator to talk, and it's just like that just felt like so lazy, <laughs> like them just being like. Yeah, we haven't established this is a real thing, really. But like, I can just do this. I can just make yeah. something out of here. I can science. Yeah, find me some copper wire, and and that's really all we need. Yes, but that being said, because we do also get Scott Bakula like 
beating a something wrapped in copper with a rock. Yeah. That being said, though, I did... I liked... Probably my favorite part of the episode was when he tries to talk to T'Pol. Like, because I just thought that was a cool effect. Oh, of, like, his head kind of floating in the air? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's... Yeah, there's the scene where he he they they jerry his communicator to like be a time phone <laughs> and uh-huh. then his his like head is like floating into paul's yeah. room and, and it's Paul like yellow like phasing in and out yeah, yeah. and to is like am i hallucinating is what kind of what it seems like her her yeah, vibe because she she i think is still like recovering from being tortured so she's yeah. like a little bit like out of it and yeah this is I, you know, a very, as you were saying, like a very, a very early 2000s thing, but the, when they drop her back on her bed and like, she's got that, that midriff bearing like undershirt on, yeah. not that like, not that I'm like, oh, I can't believe a woman should do such a thing. Like, but like, it just, it felt very like, well, we're going to show you this woman who has been like grievously injured, but like, look at that. Look at her. Look at yeah. her belly button. <laughs> you know, like, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's but there's this cool kind of like it kind of reminded me of like computer games from that time almost cuz his 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 head is like sort of holographic and it's kind of like doing a little bit of like kind of having a little bit of like a max a max headroom style like sure. jumps and starts type type thing yeah. was talking to her and he motivates her to get up and go be in like the weird little like door telephone game that that trip is set yeah. up. Yeah. And then and then I think yeah, and then they all kind of come up with like a plan. A plan that, that seems to mostly involve, uh, like, the writers being like, what if we had Hoshi take her shirt off? Like, is mostly... Yeah, it, again, like, that. <laughs> it is... <laughs> yeah, it, it it's very... The, this episode... And again, like, I I don't think this is the only Enterprise episode that's like this. But yeah, this episode feels very, like... We know it isn't, because we've seen other episodes that are like sure. this. Yeah. Of, like, our two female leads are actually, like, pretty attractive people. Yeah. What if we call attention to that? By having all of the men on the crew be like in full uniform the whole time. And the two women are in like shorts and crop tops. Yeah. Or, or not in crop tops, depending on the scene. I I will say though, that their, their actual plan, like I saw it coming from a mile away, but I kind of liked it. Like where, cause their plan. Yeah. Yeah. Their plan is basically to get Malcolm to break into Daniels's locker, which I liked that a lot. That Daniels has like basically like a weird like wormhole inside of his locker. Of his, yeah, <laughs> my son was watching that with me, and he he thought that was really cool. Uh, when that he like reaches through it, and, yeah, yeah, and they show like the camera because the camera shows like the backside of the locker, and then his arm just kind of goes further and further in, and then he pulls out this like pad. Yeah. Um, uh, well, it's, it's, it's this mini little mini keyboard. keyboard. Yeah. And, and the Suleban don't know what it is, but they catch him and he's like, they're like, what what, what was this for? And, and he's like, well, Archer, yeah, Archer didn't t- did, wanted me to destroy it. He didn't want you guys to have it, which I was like, right. well, clearly that's a lie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And he thought, yeah. And so then Silic is like, takes it and is just like, well, clearly I'm supposed to have this and use it. Yeah. And so he takes it and like, he thinks he's using it to like, contact mysterious figure because i think there's a scene earlier where like basically like he hasn't been able to get in touch with mysterious figure this whole time yeah um and he's worried about that and he's like is he mad at me because i didn't get archer and so he turns on this thing and it's like you know the kind of 
just the silhouette kind of slowly materializes, and then Archer comes like flying out with this in this like flying drop kick and like kicks him in the face yeah it's great yeah. it's good like it's it's a it's it's fun like i was i was pretty into that and then like yeah he takes him hostage and he also yeah. like he like shoots the portal with uh yeah which also i was like i mean so is daniel's just like stuck in the future in the far future <laughs> i mean i guess well, that, although like, does now this then change someone... the timeline so then now he's oh like, maybe, the future yeah. changes so that he's it's time time travel who knows yeah Right, like, does the future change back to, like, his future? Because his, did he take him to, like, his 3100 or whatever it's supposed to be, like, is that supposed to be his time, or was that just where they ended up? I think that's, I yeah, that's his his time. Okay, you know, maybe so it's, you know, it's, it's like, it's, again, if they're using Back to the Future rules, it's like where they leave Jennifer on the porch in Back to the Future 2. Oh, right. Where, and it's just like, yeah, you know, it'll change around her. Uh-huh. Maybe it's, maybe it's like that. It's that, yeah. I just—I uh, don't know if you could tell. I just watched all the Back to the Future movies with the kids recently, so oh, nice. They're top of mind. Yeah, good movies. Yeah, I mean, it is one of like, I feel like it's become one of those things where like any time travel thing just gets unfairly compared to to one to the of the best movies ever made. <laughs> right. Well, and then the other thing that happened, like, while Silic is doing this with Archer back on Enterprise, like all of the crew managed to escape. They like get down to the warp core and it, like sabotage it basically so the Sulaban are panicking because they're like the warp core is about to breach and the ship's gonna blow up and right now it's sort of docked to their mothership or their yeah big and so they're like well we have to like you know we, we have to like jettison it out like send it out into space and like get it far away from our ship and so they you know tow it away and like let it go and send it off into space and then it looks like the engines are blowing up but then all of a sudden they like start up and the enterprise shoots away into warp yep uh, which is also like a neat like that's a neat little story beat i feel like or like a neat neat idea neat trick yeah again i, I definitely like, was like that's this is what's happening the whole time but i was like whatever though i like it right you know yeah um i will say one other thing i thought was cool about this episode is i don't i don't think we've seen the Sulaban's weird little like circle ships but I like. Oh those. yeah, those looked cool. They're, I mean, they're yeah. basically like small warp or uh, Borg spheres. Borg but, spheres, yeah. But they were cool. But then they, it looks like they like hook up together. Like they can yeah. like, combine, like kind of join each other to make bigger ships. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Yeah. Yeah, and then basically, like because Archer's taken their leader hostage, that like he like uses that to escape, and he gets back to Enterprise, and they get away. Yep. I guess the other thing that is going on that they'd kind of then like do, do I think one more scene with at the end that's supposed to be real inspirational is like this whole time the Vulcans are like mad at enterprise because like part there's also this, this element where like everyone thinks that enterprise like blew up a colony. Yeah. And like the enterprise are trying to prove that the Sulaban did it. And like they, by kind of doing all that, somewhere along the line doing all of this, they also prove that they didn't blow up the colony. But the Vulcans basically are still like, whether you blew up the colony or not, like Archer is reckless and the Enterprise has like caused all of this trouble and we don't think they should like continue to be out exploring space. And then Archer stands up and gives the speech of just like, 
talks about like humans are born as like little babies that can't even walk <laughs> and then like we learn over time and like that's what you need to let us do yeah and then to paul like stands up and kind of like comes to their defense and then because of that but like the starfleet decides to let them keep going on their mission yep very inspirational oh just like i i feel like it's one of those i i was just gonna kind of get on them into my enterprise feelings but yeah go for it we can <laughs> i don't i mean i don't I, know that there's a lot more for us to like yeah unpack in this one yeah i guess i feel like it's just very like this episode again like really feels like there's it's it's like a quarter to a third of a good television show i feel like yeah <laughs> like there's so many like good like ideas that i think are really interesting here mm-hmm. that i like man like that's really cool and like and like some some effects or some props or like some things that are like that's like cool or neat but they just can't and i don't know if it's the like the writing or the performances or like other elements of the production like they can't put it all together into a, like something that's really that enjoyable to watch i guess yeah and again like this one i think like had more like was a pretty fun just kind of actiony episode of stuff but just still didn't yeah, like, I feel like what, like, the things about it that I find interesting, they just kind of never really do as much with as I wish they would. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, and maybe it is just, like, if it were better written and better performed, but... I think money is a part of it, too, like... Yeah, uh, that's fair. But even that, like, like there are some, like, it's this weird mix of, like, there's some stuff that's, like, pretty good, like, effects that look really good. And I don't know if it's just because of the time like in the cost of cgi like you had to spend so much on those things that you didn't have as much for like the the more kind of basic stuff but yeah uh, i mean i thought this episode was fine like <laughs> yeah it was not uh i was gonna say it's not offensive it is kind of offensive uh but um but yeah i don't know it's it's I, I I don't know. I didn't hate it or anything. I, I yeah, but it's it's like it's the kind of stuff where it's like, you know, my wife watches a lot of like TV, like she watch and and this is not a criticism, but she watches you know, a lot of like reality shows or like things that she liked when she was younger that were like ABC dramas, like she's rewatching Revenge right now or whatever. Sure. And like I watch so many movies now, and I watch some like trashy movies, but like it like. Uh, for a TV show to be good enough for me to take the time to watch it, like, I really, it's really got to be good for me to get out of bed, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, for this show, I'm like, this, a lot of this stuff is, like, fine. Like, I, and I, I don't mind watching it for the podcast, but, like, if this was not, if this was some other show, if this was V or Battlestar Galactica or Stargate or whatever, yeah. I would not. you just never get around I to it. I just wouldn't yeah. do it. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, like, kind of back to what you said with like money, especially, you know, like, movies have such like longer, both like more money and also more time, and like a bigger staff and all of those things into the like production of yeah, than like a weekly TV show does. I've definitely seen many movies though that are worse than this is a TV show, but that's the other sure. thing is that like, sure. that's the other thing is that like, I can watch a movie in two hours. If I want to watch like a TV series, that's yeah, if way you more. Yeah, to Enterprise, that'd be like yeah, thirty or forty hours. Yeah. Yep. So well, 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. We come out every other week. Um, in a couple weeks, we'll be back with another episode that's not great about women. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's called Metamorphosis. It is Star Trek, the original series, season two, episode two. I said this before we started recording, but this is the rare episode of Star Trek in which I watched rare instance on the show in which I watched an episode of Enterprise and an episode of the original series, and I liked the Enterprise episode more. Yeah. But uh, we will be back. You can watch that if you want to, or you can just listen to us talk about it, um, if, if that wasn't a ringing enough endorsement for you. <laughs> uh, that'll be out in a couple weeks. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter or Blue Sky at Contracts. You can follow us on YouTube at Out of Contracts. You can email us at outofcontracts at gmail.com, or you can visit our website at outofcontracts.podbean.com. You can also check out the other shows on the Kaleidoscope Media Podcast Network. There is uh, Wizard Studies, which is a Harry Potter podcast. There is That's Not a Science Works, which is a science and pop culture podcast. And there is Here's Johnny, which is a horror media podcast. So check any of those folks out, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone.